This is Jim Weber with Jared Lorenzen on the James and the Giant QB podcast. We're back after a week off. We skipped Cupcake Week and took a bye from the podcast, but we are back for Rivalry Week. And I don't know which one you'd rather start with. My heartbreak with Ohio State beating Michigan 31-20 to or your heartbreak with Louisville stomping all over Kentucky 44-17? to um, mine was mine. At least you know we cut the head off pretty quick. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know the the first eight possessions they scored. I don't think the punter punted, so we have that going for us. Our defense yeah. has been terrible. Our offense hasn't been much better. Thank God we have Benny Snell who can at least somewhat slow down the other team's offense because he runs the ball so well. Um. It weren't disarray right now. Thankfully, we got to that the seven wins when we did, because it's just it's bad right now. But two back to back, just god awful showings. Yeah, well, I thought it was funny that we said this might finally be the year that Kentucky breaks through the seven and five barrier and goes to eight and four. Of course, they get absolutely hammered the last two weeks of the season by Georgia and Louisville. So I'm wondering. Uh, What's it going to take? I know that we talked a lot about last year that the defense was a wreck until Mark Stoops took it over himself. Now there's really no right. one left to blame. I don't know what you can do to get that defense fixed. Hey, if you've got the answer, let us and the rest of Big Blue Nation know because this is – it's awful. I mean, it's not even competitive. And if you watch the game, our best linebacker should have been thrown out and probably – Three other guys for fighting, trying to fight Lamar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it lost. They lost total control of the players. Um, the same guy, Jordan Jones, who who led our team last year in tackles for loss, and we were all excited to have him back. He fights Lamar, then gets into a team huddle. Appear a quarter later, doesn't like what they say, gets pissed off, pushes the coach, and walks out of the huddle. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you sit him for a series. That'll teach him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just lost, total loss of control. Yeah. Uh, what advice would you give to Mark Stoops going into next year to, to get this thing to – I know 7-5, and five, like we've said, is a good year at Kentucky, but for it to end this way after such a promising start has to be uh, very disappointing. Yeah, it's a different feeling of 7-5. and five. Yeah. You know, it was – you know, we were seven and three and felt really good. And, and you know, it's it's like um, I think South Carolina and us and Missouri all finished with the same record. And Missouri ends on like a five game winning streak. And we've just it'd be different if we lost and were competitive. But we're not competitive. I have no, I have nothing for them. I mean, I, I don't know. You know, I'm not around and in the locker room enough to know what's going on in there. But you know, the night before. One of our seniors is tweeting out about, um, you know, how the coaches just use and abuse you, and I mean, it was just something happened, and I don't, I don't know what where the locker room was lost, but um, I mean, he's still our guy. We're still going to back him, but something needs to change for next year. Yeah, yeah, and you're right. Kentucky was seven and three, not seven and two, like I said. Um, getting to right. the Michigan Ohio State heartbreak, I was in the stands, so. I didn't get to see uh, the analysis that was going on about the game, 
but I can't remember, and I, I want to be easy on John O'Corn because I'm sure he is about the sickest person in America right now, but I can't remember a game where you literally were not confident your quarterback could complete a five-yard pass, and he overthrew almost every single every receiver in the game. Uh, what were your thoughts watching it from home? I, well, so I was lucky enough where I was at an establishment where <laughs> I could watch them both at the same time. So they were both 12 o'clock games. And I have never seen a quarterback just overthrow everything. Yeah. And then when he did finally get to the receiver, it was like, dude, you're, you're three seconds late. Like, yeah. there was a, I think it was like a fourth or a third and one where all you had to do was just dump it to the back out of the, out of the backfield wide open. Yeah, he throws it high, and it's like, oh my gosh! Like, dude, what are you doing? The tight end in the end zone. He's eight yards open, and he <laughs> yeah. overthrows it. Yeah. Um, I just I don't get, and I don't feel bad for him because he's. It'd be different if he hadn't been in the situation before. Yeah. But you no, know, you're not in the Ohio State Michigan rivalry. But you played quarterback at in a D one, you know, what was he in Houston? Yeah. You've played football before. I mean, you can't do that. Yeah. That's all on him and not being able to control his emotions and being able to control that. That that's to me that says a lot more than anything else. Yeah, and it's funny because if you look at the stat line, you'll see he threw a little over fifty percent and had one interception. You say, Oh, that's not good, but it's not you know, the worst performance of all time. But I, if you watch the game, it doesn't get much, much worse than that. And he actually he broke down after the game crying, which, uh, you know, I can understand why, because I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure he's stick, sick to his stomach after the way he performed. I'm sure he is. And you're right. The stats, they always say they're never as good and they're never as bad. Yeah. Those stats showed they weren't as bad, but they were worse. I mean, they really were. Yeah. And for him to break down, yeah, you know, you get out it. You're emotional after a game like that, especially in a game where you know you could have played better. And if you would have played better at all, they win. Yeah. I mean, bottom line, you win. So I get playing like that, but it's like, man, look, man up, you know, and let's, you know, make your corrections, and you, you've got to play better the next game. Yeah, well, I'm curious what your thoughts are. So, John O'Corn was Michigan's third quarterback, so I know there's just a certain expectation you go into the game with, knowing, okay, we're not going to get a great performance out of our quarterback. But, and this is a conversation going on on the internet right now, which is how much do you blame Jim Harbaugh for, hey, this guy is on your roster. He was with your program for two years, and this is the best you can coach him up to? I don't really, there's no really right answer here. Uh, but I'm interested in your perspective being a former quarterback and someone on the outside of the program looking in as to uh, what Jim Harbaugh could have done differently with John O'Corn. Uh, nothing. I mean, yeah, he's there. But when does a third-string quarterback get any reps? Yeah. And why would he? Yeah. You know, your first team, your first team guy has to take them all. What he doesn't get, the backup scrambles to get. So there's just nothing for the third string guy to do but either watch and or do practice squad. So it's tough. I mean, 
I would have expected more out of him just because he played before, but still being third string stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, moving on. So there were two massive upsets of the weekend. One, Miami losing to Pitt, and two, Alabama losing to Auburn. I want to get your thoughts on the Iron Bowl. What I thought really stood out to me was Auburn offensively played really well, and I wasn't that shocked because Auburn's offense is one of the best in the country. Uh, I was a little surprised by how much Alabama scored to put up points, but the thing that stood out above that was just the egregious mistakes. You had the center couldn't even hike the ball back to Jalen Hurts on one series. You had the horrendous field goal try that turned into a debacle, and then you had eight penalties against the Crimson Tide, which you just don't expect against a Nick Saban team. Uh, what were your thoughts about uh, what went down in the Iron Bowl? It was really weird to see that happen to an Alabama team. Normally it's like, oh, well, that's Kentucky football, or <laughs> that happens at Michigan, or you know what I mean? It's like, that doesn't happen to Bama. Yeah. Bama doesn't mishandle snaps. Bama doesn't get delay of games. I mean, that's just not what they do. Um, but give Auburn credit, man. They, you know, they've come in now. They beat two of the best teams in the SEC. Granted, you know, at home and in that atmosphere, but I don't know. I don't, I don't, I still, I left that game thinking Auburn's good. They're not great because all they can do is run the ball. Yeah. You know, what that, that run about what, 21, what, what is his name? Carry on Johnson. Yeah, he looks almost like he walks. His, he's like Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, he's, he like he's walks very. He his cuts and then he's gone. Yeah, he's very patient with his running. Yeah, and then, you know, he gets hurt. And what I love is the officials going, oh, I don't know what they did underneath that tent. I'll tell you exactly what they did underneath that tent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your shoulder hurts? Not anymore, it doesn't. Yeah, what is it? <laughs> they bring right out the, the magic needle. Yeah, bring out the magic needle. It'll hurt like hell tomorrow, but yeah, there's nothing structural that you can hurt, so you'll be fine. Yeah, it was um, amazing that Gary Danielson was sitting there going, I don't know if we'll see Carryon Johnson the rest of the game. He looks in so much pain. He was right back out there and looked like he hadn't missed a step despite the injury. Yeah. I'm telling you that those things are great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know you're going to hurt tomorrow, but when you hit on it, you're like, oh, wait, it didn't even hurt. All right, let's go. <laughs> yeah. All right, the last game I wanted to ask you about was Miami versus Pitt. And this is just an all-around oh. ugly performance. Like you said, this is what you get with 18-year-olds that read their press, press clippings and think we've just beaten Virginia Tech and Notre Dame, and we came from behind against Virginia. Pitt doesn't stand a chance. We're, we're ready for the ACC championship yeah. game. And they lose 24-14. to 14. But what I thought was the most interesting point of the game was Miami got the ball back around midfield – down, I think they were down uh, seven at that point, or they were down three at that point, and they decide to put in the backup quarterback who gets absolutely manhandled, and then they don't get the ball I'm back. Yeah, and then they don't get the ball back in, until Pitt scores a touchdown. And your thought on Mark Richt, you know, Malik Rogier, who knows he would have scored a touchdown because they hadn't played well with him in, but right. to just dump a guy, you're undefeated number two in the country, and just throw him under the bus like that. I, I don't know. I also wonder how it'll affect them in the AC championship game if his confidence, if he's looking over his shoulder saying, hey, at what point are they going to yank me out of this game? 
I think that that was really bad timing. Um, sometimes, and, and as a starter, when you're, when you're just not feeling it, to come out for a series doesn't hurt. You get pissed, but you calm down. You get to look at the thing from the side. You get to talk and understand what the heck's going on. And then you go back in and you're like, okay, I got it. I think that he should have done that maybe in the second quarter, beginning of the third. I thought the timing was just could not have been worse. I mean, yeah. you've got to give your team a chance. And when you pull that, I mean, that, that poor kid threw five passes all year long. <laughs> yeah. Hey, good luck, bud. Save our season. I mean, you're, yeah. you're screwing that guy more than anything. Yeah. Um, bad timing, really bad timing. You know, I still obviously it doesn't affect them because mm-hmm. if they win, they're in. But it took away that big old safety net that they did have of, you know, winning it and losing and still having a shot. So, uh, they've got Clemson, and you get, I mean, he's got to play better. I mean, he absolutely has to play better. And I think he will once the, that, that atmosphere is back. I mean, if you watch at all any of the games, I mean, what well, was there like, I think I counted 18 people there. I mean, there just wasn't. Yeah. It's tough. It's hard. Yeah. Uh, what I thought was just – funny in retrospect was I remember you at the on the podcast said I just don't believe in Miami this is before Virginia Tech and Notre Dame but you said I just don't believe in Miami and I just know that Mark Richt is going to Mark Richt a game at some yeah. point and I don't want to put the whole loss on that one decision but uh, that decision on top of the fact that they just came in not ready to to compete against uh, a sub 500 pit team playing in front of 15 people there's really no excuse to back into the AC championship game with that loss. No, they could have played half the game. Yeah. Really, if they come out there and they play as hard as they can for a half, that game's over. Yeah. And because you just put Pitt out of their misery. Um, and that, and that's, that goes back to, like, man, these last games, when your team's at home, I can't say anything because mine got smoked, but, like, those seniors have a ton of fight in them. And when they know that's it and this is all they can go out on, you didn't think Pittsburgh didn't have that circled? Yeah. Shoot, we got to try to knock off an undefeated team or a one-loss. I mean, you can't – these last games, you just can't go in thinking, hey, I'm fine, I'm good, I'll be all right. You got to come out and play, and uh, they just didn't. They just got smoked. Yeah. Now, I want to ask you about the college football playoff, and there's so many different scenarios that can happen. But one scenario is if Miami beats Clemson – and you've got a situation where I think most people assume the SEC title game winner is in. If Oklahoma and Wisconsin win, they're both in. So that leaves one spot. Would you take Miami, who just lost to Pitt but won their conference championship game, or would you take Alabama, who didn't really end up beating any good teams, but their only loss is on the road to Auburn, who could enter the college football playoff ranked the number one team in the country? I think whoever gets in, whoever wins the ACC is in, whoever loses is out. Okay, so that, that means Miami, you take Miami over Alabama, even though Miami lost uh, I, I think it would be it would be the winner of Auburn-Georgia, which I think will be Georgia. And that's only because they play in the East, and that's where we are. Okay. Um, I think Clemson wins. But I think if my I, I think the winner of that goes in, I think Oklahoma's in, 
And if Wisconsin were to win, Wisconsin was in. Okay, well, let me throw one more scenario at you. If Ohio State beats Wisconsin, then do you take Ohio State with two losses, including a 31-point loss at Iowa, or, but they're their conference champion, or Alabama, who didn't even play in their conference championship game? Alabama, because they did that last year. Yeah, they set the precedent last year that Ohio State didn't win their conference championship, didn't even play in their conference championship game, but made it. Right. So, so they would right. definitely be so contradicting think, themselves. Well, if, but it's Ohio State. We've said this all year. Yeah, somehow, they always find a way. Somehow, some way, they'll get in there. <laughs> yeah. um, but I also think they'll look at it this year, too, if Barrett's still out. I, I You know, I, I don't think that they've got that much. I, I think they could beat Wisconsin. But I don't think they're a Final Four team. Okay. I don't know if Bama is, to the truth now, but I, like you said, their one loss is on the road to a possible SEC championship. I mean, yeah. if Auburn loses, they're done. They're out of it. Yeah. Because they can't get, they, they'll have, what, three losses? Yeah. They're, they're out of it. Yeah. So then they fall into, you know, our big six stuff of going to other brand, uh, other bowls. Yeah. So, well, well their is, names are done. I mean, all the other teams, I, mean, I think it's just those final six teams. Yeah, and this is where I think it gets a little wacky is, does Alabama need Auburn to win the SEC championship? Because let's say it comes down to Ohio State or Alabama, and Auburn, you know, loses by, I don't know, 15, 20 points to Georgia – then are you saying, well, right. that, that loss isn't that quality now. Maybe we do look at Ohio State. I, I don't know. This, now we're getting into uh, you know, very specific scenarios. But I just think it's interesting but, that there's so many shifting parts here. But all scenarios that can work. Yeah. I mean, Oklahoma, you win, you're in. Yeah. Right? Georgia, Auburn, you win, you're in. I mean, it's. The one that I guess now the thing about it throwing at me is the Miami. If they win, they're in. But where does Clemson fall? If Auburn wins, there's a two-loss team. And then, do you have another two-loss team in there? If Auburn wins, they're in. They have two losses. Yeah. If Miami wins, that puts Miami in. Clemson then would have two losses. Can you put them in? No, I don't think Clemson would be in at that point. Okay, I think they're definitely. I don't know, man. You know what? I don't. I don't want to be on it. So yeah, I I do not want to be on that committee. Or I'd love to be a fly on the wall. Yeah, right. Um, The one thing we do, though, I think the pack calls out of it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, but it was a lot of fun to watch the games yesterday. Yeah. All right, well, I wanted to ask you some fan questions. Uh, the first one was about two hires, one hire that has already happened and another hire that is being rumored to be done. The first is your thoughts on Chip Kelly to UCLA and your thoughts as a Kentucky fan on Greg Schiano possibly going to Tennessee. Um, I love it. <laughs> yeah, it seems like that's, that's the perfect hire if you're a Kentucky fan. I think that's the best thing ever. Yeah. Yeah, please. Yeah. Because what are you, what are you just about, Rutgers? Yeah. yeah. Um, good. I love it. I, I think that the Memphis coach got screwed. 
Yeah. I think he's going to get a job, but I think he got screwed there. Um, I think Chip Kelly, that's great. Keep him out of Florida because I would hate to see what he can do with Florida recruits. Yeah. These are, yeah, these are both great news for Kentucky fans. Great news. Do you think that Chip Kelly can get UCLA back to where Oregon was, or do you think that's unrealistic to, to be that successful with the Bruins? Well, I don't think anybody knew of Oregon before Chip, right? Well, they were good with Mike Pilati, but Chip Kelly definitely took them to the next level. Exactly. So I, I don't know. I, I think that he's going to have a really hard time early on going in recruiting against USC. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what he does there again. I, I'm just so happy he's not in the, in the East. I mean, I was really worried that Florida was going to get, was going to get him early before Mullen came along. Mm-hmm. Which even with Mullen, I think it's even worse of a deal, but, um, more power to him. You know, I, I, I think by year four, year five, if he's still around, I think he's got a really good shot of, uh, Getting them to be a top 10, 15 team again. Okay. Yeah, and I think it's interesting with Greg Schiano that I don't want to downplay his success at Rutgers because I think he got them to number two in the country, which is a pretty good accomplishment at Rutgers. But it just feels like such a retread. And, and if he's such a great coach, you know, there's plenty of NFL coaches that have washed out and come back and been successful in college. Nick Saban is one of them. But why hasn't Nick Greg Schiano gotten a job? It just feels like... You know, you want a guy on on the way up, like Mike Norville at Memphis, not a guy on the way down, which is what Greg Schiano feels like. So I, I don't know. I, I completely agree with you. I, I don't. I don't get it. Now, one thing I wanted to ask you was all the controversy about which teams make the top four have led people to say we should get an eight-team playoff. But then you're looking and saying, well, I don't think eight teams should be allowed to compete for the national title because Auburn has played out of its mind the last two weeks. And why should, you know, someone who hasn't played that well or is stumbling down the stretch get to play for a national title? So I don't know, has the last couple of weeks solidified this four-team format or has it made you want eight teams more than before? I want eight teams only because I want more college football. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's no a good answer. No other reason. Yeah, I just love college football. Yeah. Um, having four makes this so much fun. Yeah. I mean, it just makes it... I mean, you would have never thought these would be the, the, the final rankings two weeks ago. Right. I mean, nobody would have had it. I mean, it, so it just makes every game so much more fun. It makes... I love it. I I have a fear they're going to go to eight sooner than later, but I just... I love four. Um, you know, I don't think you can do six because you don't want fives or anything like that, but... I just, I think this is awesome. Yeah, I I think the biggest drawback to going to eight teams is these rivalry week games and conference championship games that might be exhibitions because if, let's say you have a one versus two game, well, you know we're going to get in either way. So, you know, there's obviously not the same amount on the line and they don't even know, you know, are these guys going to say, well, you don't want to get hurt. You know, is it going to be like the NFL in Week 17? Let's not even play our starters because you don't want to get hurt for the playoff. And that, that's right. kind of an extreme scenario, but I think that's the concern. Uh, that's, that's an exaggerated version of what people are worried about with an 18 playoff. Right. No, I agree with you. Okay. Last question for you. Story time with Jared Lorenzen. 
with John O'Corn in mind, what is the worst game you've ever played in your life, and how did you get over it? Oh boy. Um, I, I, oh, it had to be Mississippi State my freshman year. What were your stats um, that game? I don't remember my full stats. The first half is when I threw four picks. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. And, and I think we, hit, yeah, I mean, I, that's the one how mommy made me do quarterback drills on the top. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, man. So, um, I was wondering, I know this wasn't a, a whole game that you played poorly. I think you actually played quite well because, if I recall, it was a shootout. But the Florida game where you threw the backward pass that was intercepted, was that, how do you get over something like that? Because I'm guessing that was probably the you – know. Yeah, you'll let me know when you actually get over it. Yeah, I've, I've, I've never gotten over that throw. Yeah. Because it was, the, it was, one, it was one of the last throws of the game. Um. Yeah, I, I have not. I've never watched the game film of it either. Oh wow! Yeah, I, there's there's very few plays that I haven't watched in games and all that, um, and that's one of my I, I cannot cannot bring it to watch myself. I, I, I can't. Wow. Well, I was hoping for this to be uplifting for the John O'Corns of the world, but I don't <laughs> I don't know if that's the case. <laughs> um, it, you know what? It'll get better. But the problem is he doesn't play next week. Yeah. That's the worst part is now, you know, we're going to end up playing each other like in the Music City Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Well, another thing is he, the two quarterbacks ahead of him might be healthy enough, so that could have been his last collegiate pass. Oh, God. Yeah. You know, well, sorry, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's all, that's all you can say about that. 